104? Taylor, guess what I watched last night? The Music Man? Yeah. <gasps> Just like at your home? Yeah, we rented it off Amazon Prime. Did you like it? Well, I'd seen it before. Oh, you had? Yeah. It was one of the ones you've seen? Yeah, you know what's what's jarring? What? Is I think I saw it once or twice. Probably what happened is one of my sisters rented it from the library, and because we loved movies, we watched it 13 times over the weekend. That's right. probably what happened. <laughs> okay. But um, I whatever that intersection I had, I still remembered... Like a bunch of the songs. Yeah, it was. Like obviously brain. 76 Trombones and Wells Fargo Wagon and. Um, uh, Wells Fargo Wagon. Is and uh, the other big one's Gary, Indiana. Remember that one? Uh-huh. And um, Mary and the Librarian. Well, that one came back. Okay. I, I, uh, it came back when I saw the scene. I'm like, oh yeah, Marianne. I think um, that's a fun song, right? Yeah, that whole scene, uh-huh. I think, is one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Okay, but. And then. Um, but okay, so the guy from Herbie, mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about? Oh, from Herbie? Yeah, he's uh, an actor. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who's like the stable guy that he knows the music man from another town. Uh huh. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about Shabupi. Oh my gosh. And it's wait. just crazy how the brain does that. Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy, that song, this movie, Shabupi. Shabupi. It's been 35 years, but Shabupi. But I remember. I'll yeah. never forget. Well, anyways, here's the story. Okay. So. Lindsay turns 40 in May. Oh. And we were driving across the country this summer. She turns 40 this coming May? Yes. Okay. This summer we were driving across the country. Okay. And I had just booked my 40th trip. Yeah. Which was to Minnesota to be by myself. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And. It's a good trip. She's like, oh my gosh. Music Man is back on Sutton Foster, who she loves. Uh And Hugh Jackman. I have weird feelings about Sutton Foster. I don't even know who Sutton Foster is. She's fine. But I said, book them. Yeah. So in May, we're going to see the music. Man <gasps> oh, my on her birthday. gosh. So. And it's, it's like a, she loves the music man, you said? Or. She loves she Broadway loves and musical and those people. She'd never general. seen the music man. So oh. last night was her half birthday. Oh, my gosh. So I made dinner. I bought a half a pecan pie from um, H-E-B. Oh, yeah. You guys do that yeah, for half that. birthdays, right? We do half right? birthdays. We That's do half funny. of a dessert. And then. Um, I surprised her and we sat down and said I rented something off Amazon Prime for us to watch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Josh, I think that's very sweet. So it was like six months away. We're going to do that. Yeah. But um, I had seen it and I loved it. Yeah. Um, I will. I mean, I, I don't love watching musicals. I love watching musicals live much better than I do on yeah. TV. Of course. It's um. It's uh, while I'm on my phone movie. You know, in seminary, they always talk about like the preaching moment uh-huh. and how there is something special yeah. to like um, being there, being in the moment and like what gets conveyed. And I think musicals, it's like the same type of thing. It's always it's, the experience to me is always better on yeah. um, like in person in a theater. Well, I have a little bit of Music Man trivia. This is not the quiz, but I just oh. I get so wrapped up in these movies uh-huh. that um, I see a person and I'm like, wait, that's this person. So I want to start with Mary Wicks. Do you know who Mary Wicks is? No. Okay, so she was in Music Man. Didn't have a big part, but I I, I can always pick up Mary Wicks. Okay. Because Mary Wicks is the I don't know what you'd call her. Uh, this is not the word, but like the secretary in White Christmas. 
the oh, switchboard oh, lady who yeah. always pisses me off because she, she causes the whole controversy. She runs the desk. Yeah, Mary Wicks is also in a John Denver Christmas movie I love from the 80s. Oh. Where she has a very similar role. Uh, something about her. Um, then, did you know that Mary Wicks... Lens that way, I feel. Yes, did you know Mary Wicks was also in Sister Act? She's one of the nuns. Yes, now that, that you say that, yes. Yep, it, that's the thing about her. She clicks. Like, she's the oh, one yeah. that goes... <laughs> when they sing their song, she sings like a... It's like not really words. It's... Uh, oh, no, it's Latin, I guess. Yeah. But it's like... Da, 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 da. And then they all sing something after her. Yeah. And it's very funny. Then, Mary Wicks doesn't stop. No, never stops. Um, she's in this movie. And then Mary Wicks, um, did you know that I read an article, she got, felt really spurned by Walt Disney. Oh. Because she was the, if I'm understanding this, maybe not Broadway, but she was the live, the original live version of Mary Poppins. Oh. And then when Julie Andrews was cast, she was she very felt hurt by that. She was upset. But let's be honest. Can you imagine anybody else being Mary Poppins besides no, Julie Andrews? No, no. Did you see the Emily Blunt one? Yeah. That was good. It was. I thought it's such large shoes to fill, but. Yeah. Well, and then sometimes you think about, right, how like in 30 years, all the kids will be like, Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. I don't know, though. Do you feel like that, that Emily Blunt movie made the splash? No, but I don't think it matters. They'll just think of her. Because that's the movie they'll watch. But I think like Mary Poppins etched into my soul. That was a top 15 movie maybe as a kid. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing is kids have so much more access to movies now. That's true. There was like one Disney every two years when I was growing up. (laughs) Yeah. And now there's like DreamWorks, Disney, Pixar. Everybody's making them. I saw a tweet last week that was like, are the guys at Pixar okay? Like at first it was like, oh, yeah. I saw like this too. at first it was like, what if bugs could talk? And now it's like, um, what if you were dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another guy from Music Man. Okay. Same thing. It just clicks. Uh-huh. So Percy Helton. Okay. He is the guy who I don't even remember the Music Man. The opening scene is on that train. Yeah. Wow. Well, that that whole thing is very clever too because they sing in cadence with the actual motion of the train. Yes. Yeah. But I love um, that. but the guy the ticket guy uh-huh is also the ticket guy in white christmas who oh my is gosh like, tickets please uh-huh. who did you know this percy helton uh-huh. is also the voice of piglet historically in winnie the pooh now oh. listen to it you can hear it tickets, that's so cool when he says tickets to bing crosby can yeah. you hear piglet yeah you can yeah if you do not have tickets you do not have a coach car <laughs> um okay then here's another fascinating thing about music man okay guess who the wealth fargo wigan person is I don't know. That's Ron Howard. <gasps> Ronnie Howard. Are you serious? Bryce Dallas Howard's father, Happy Days. Yeah. That's Ron Howard. Yeah. I didn't know that till I watched it last night. Also a very famous director at this point. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of Music Man data for you. Mary Wicks, Percy Hilton, Ronnie Howard. I love that. Interestingly, the two mainstay actors I don't didn't know anything about. Right. Like, I, I looked over their filmographies, and there was just wasn't anything else. Well, and it's also interesting, because, you know, back then, it's like, you were, like, under contract for a studio. So yeah. they had you for, like, so many movies. Oh, I didn't know that. You know what you, we should do? What? We should take a week to rank our musicals, top ten, and then compare them. Oh, okay. Mine will all be old, but... That's so hard. Yeah. But that would be fun. Yeah. Okay, let's do that next week. <laughs>
If what do you think? If you had to pick a number one right now, what do you think it is? Well, this is going to be tough, and you're going to laugh. Okay. Because I like laughing, so I I, I probably should push King Kong out of the category. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if it's your I've favorite, I've it's your seen, favorite. I think there's probably going to be a marked difference between musicals I've seen and like music. Because uh-huh. people experience Hamilton without seeing the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. But I think like my top 10 for seeing 10, once I've seen 10, if uh-huh. I ever see 10, versus my top 10 of um, just seeing them through history and time uh-huh. would be different. Yeah. So let's do the movie ones because I have more range on that. Right uh-huh. now my other choices would be King Kong or Come From Away. Oh, right. And I like two. Well, the movie ones can't... Like, I think you can. it can be like... All the whatever. You, well, you do what you do, and I'll just have mine. Okay, great. And then I'll have a caveat for King Kong being the best theater theatrical production I've ever seen. Uh, okay, theatrical. Here's the thing. People make fun of me. I have a strong feeling that like I'll like other stories better, but in terms of being mesmerized, mm-hmm. I may never be more mesmerized than that. Yeah. It was just so awesome. But I do think Mary Poppins on the stage also is very mesmerizing. Oh, I wanted to go back to that. Oh, Mary okay. Poppins. Back to Mary Poppins? I want to give them... Um, kudos for writing similar but different music that I thought was great for the second Mary Poppins. Yeah. I, I mean, Lynn Manuel Miranda. I know. He's I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm kind of surprised it didn't get more. Maybe it did get more and I just didn't pay attention. When was it? Also, it's like, well, I was going to say your kids aren't really that age anymore, but some of them are. Yeah. Uh, when did it get released? I saw it in the Hippodrome on one of those side theaters. Oh, wow. I just remember that bathtub scene where they go into the bathtub was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> but there's something very, just so great about the first one. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Too much on that. Special moment. Mary, Mary Music Man. Okay. Well, um, Taylor, do you know anything, know anything about this World stuff? Uh-huh. What, there was a mob and some people got killed? Well, there was a concert. Okay. And... Um, what is, do you know the man's name? Travis. There's so many Travises. I can't keep track yeah, of Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Travis. What genre of music does he do? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, me neither. I don't know anything about him. And, um, but I, what I have gathered over the past few weeks, days, is that apparently he, that he um, tends to encourage things like this at his concerts. Oh, like. Like that people will kind of go crazy. Like a mosh pit or what? Um... I know this. Um, if that's true and this happened, Travis Scott. Um, Travis Scott. That's that right. just from a liability sake, people will stop letting him book venues. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that there have been other concerts. I don't think there have been other concerts where people died, but there have been other concerts where it was like a mob that got out of control. Um, well, looks like just from my cursory search here, there's going to be some penalties for him, him in terms of getting removed from... Coachella, some other stuff. Oh, wow. Just trying to get a... Also, a rapper. Okay. Yeah, so apparently he really encourages people to like not pay attention to oh. security. In 2018, his third studio album, Astroworld. I thought that was the name of the venue they were in. No, so his he has a thing called Astroworld. This is... See, that's how misinformed I am. Wait, no. I feel the same. I thought they were at Astroworld in Houston. I'm going to click on Astroworld on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's definitely an album by him. Okay. 
Alexa, what is Astro World? Well, there. According to Wikipedia, Six Flags Astro World, also known simply as Astro World, was a seasonally operated amusement park in Houston, Texas. Owned and operated by Six Flags, the park was situated between Kirby Drive and Fannin Street, directly <laughs> south of I 610. The park opened on June 1st, 1968. Okay, thanks, Alexa. Stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Alexa just gave us so much info. Alexa, stop. <laughs> About okay. Astro World. So this turns out to be wild. Yeah. This guy incidentally has his third studio album released in 2018 called Astro World, but had a thing happen at Astro World in Houston. I what are the odds of that? I don't think it was coincidentally. I mean, I'm sure he chose okay. to perform. Sure, sure, but like that, this happened out of all the shows he's done at Astro World. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So is he from Houston? I, this is where I need Malcolm Gladwell to do a show on this. Like, how wild is this that this happened? I'm just floored now. But I, just, I don't think, listener, it's, if you have some information, I'm on this, confused. I don't think it's that wild. Okay. Does he play every show he has at Astro World in Houston? No, but he's known to encourage things like like I think this is like the natural progression of his behavior. So he's behavior. like he's like I did a studio called Astro World. I'm well, playing at Astro. I'm saying when I'm at that venue, I'm gonna encourage them to go off the hook because of the similarities. Yes. Okay. And also, where is he from? Because if he's from Houston, it's like that's not that strange. Do okay. you know what I mean? There's like a whole psychology of of this sort of thing. Um. See if I can get early life. He's early also... Life. Oh, do you know oh, what? You're so smart. He's from Houston. He was born in Houston, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Look so, at that. So, so it was a homecoming important. at World. Mm-hmm. Maybe the album was named after that place. Yeah. He's charged up. He's like, you know what? Um, since I'm coming up, this is the place that inspired this album I'm doing. Yeah. I haven't been able to play over the pandemic. We're going crazy. Yeah. Okay. Also... Um, it's all coming together. World closed yeah. in like the mid 2000s okay. which i do think people from houston were sad about okay i don't quite understand why it closed now can i ask you a different question yeah just this, like a completely different topic well it's or? related okay but this might be a bit insensitive oh to, um, to me no uh, I, well you and me won't be offended but Somebody some people might, might be like oh josh you're such an idiot so um okay so i, I play frisbee sure and i have noticed that when I jump in the air and I collide with another individual, uh-huh. I don't lose. Okay? You don't lose? No. Um, um, I'm a full-figured, dense-bone guy. Okay? Okay. So, like, if we collide, I'm not going to be the one that falls over. Right. Okay? Now, there are bigger fellows than me in the universe. Right. So, here's my thing. So, when we... I was with some friends this weekend when this news and, like, they were reading up on it. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. And, like, they had been at a Radiohead concert where the, the crowd had started to swell. Uh-huh. And I'm just always like, okay, if I'm in this situation, here's what I'm going to do with my body, and here's how I'm surviving this. Oh, yeah. But they're all like, no, you would just die. That's smart. Um, You would just die. Well, <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't know. So what's the question? Like, could I survive a, a group swell thing? I do think there's elements of, like, chance and luck. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... I do think realistically, I mean, you know, realistically it was six, eight people. Yeah. So that's like um, a very small percentage. Well, and did they all die of getting crushed or did they die of fentanyl poisoning or something? 
<laughs> I do not know. Because uh, I've heard crazy stories now about people getting drugged by needles. Sure. Like people run up, like the security guard, somebody ran up and stuck them with a needle. Oh, sure, them. sure. So I, I, don't, I, I couldn't help that. But I haven't really looked if, into like, it. But I'm, if I'm, I'm in the crowd and it's starting to push, I, I know the things to do with my body. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I don't know why this reminds me of this. I would probably leave, I think. The second I felt like things were dangerous, I would try to... Oh, I wouldn't go to the concert. And well, not because I don't like the genre. I just, I'm not going out at night. <laughs> who the hell, or who the heck has time to get out and get with people but and it, be in a place where there's loud music? And- yeah, well, I'm certainly not going to like gigantic concerts at this point, but... um, uh, this COVID is, or not, I'm not going. This reminds me of a thing. Which was that I think this summer at some point, I told my brother that I think I would have been very good at at least like middle school football, which was not an option to me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have, um, you know, when I played sports in like high school and stuff, I, ha- I had, I always had a good sense of the court or the field. Mm-hmm. I've got really quick hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm athletic anymore, but I, as like yeah. comparatively to like other middle schoolers, I certainly was. And also I, boys have a two years less maturity than girls. Like I think I would have had some advantages. Yeah. And also like to be like an offensive lineman, all of the like, um, I think all of my like protective instincts would have kicked in and mm-hmm. it would have been like, I have to keep this person safe. Yeah. Anyways, Jacob always says, no way like well he just kind of says like you actually just don't have any sense of what it's like to like get tackled on a football field which is fair i don't have any sense of that Mm -hmm. but i don't think that like the like i don't think seventh grade boys really did either before they started playing football so I don't get his comment, meaning like you got tackled once and you're like, no way, this is too brutal. Yes, that's what he kind of says. It's like I wouldn't have liked it. I think he's wrong. Um, I mean, I think too, we, and we've had this conversation before about transgender stuff and athletics, uh-huh. but I think in middle school, I mean, bodies are kind of equal still at that point in a lot of ways. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, and I've been generally like the size person that I am for most of my life. Yep. Like I had, I definitely had an advantage on a lot of those guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think he's wrong. Well, like you and your friends, if we you think that they like, they're like, you would die. And you're like, no way. I know how to handle myself. Well, I want to have a little bit of humility. I mean, I'm sure, sure part of it is just emotional panic too. Right. Definitely. And if I had kids with me to worry about or if it Lindsay, Ooh, Oh my gosh. Like I would respond differently. Right. And maybe, but like, if it's just me, yeah. And it's just like my survival instincts. Yeah. I think, I, I think, you know, like if you, um, here, for example, really obscure, like if you and I were to go outside in the, the stoop there, the steps, uh-huh. and um, and just like do uh, calf raises, uh-huh. and like you were bent over and I could hang weights over your waist, uh-huh. it's stunning how much weight you could lift oh, with really? that part of your body. Really? So I'm saying there are positions you could put your body in where uh-huh. you, you really can resist up to like a thousand pounds of pressure. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, fetal position being one of them. Right. Um, you just get the, it's where your thighs are really can kind of hold your frame. Uh-huh. Ugh, you can do a lot of weight. 
I'm just saying there are, there are strategic ways. There are things. I mean, if, if you, all of a sudden you're you, like kind of off the ground. Yeah. Because you're getting, you, get, you just kind of wiggle those knees up. So you're suspending the air. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden you got the leverage. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do think, yeah, like you said, there's like so many caveats. If you had people with you, yeah, like your kids or Lindsay. And also, I do think there is an element of like chance. Yeah. At like, if you end up in the middle, middle, middle of it, that's probably kind of scary. Do you know what I mean? And kind mm-hmm. of like less likely to end well or whatever. But, but yeah, I think it makes sense that there are, you know. I wonder if that's like a thing we should start teaching kids. How to survive getting crushed at concerts? <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, I think we got to do school shootings first. Okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, Taylor. Yeah. This is very random, and I don't know why I have it in my notes, but I know the gist of the thought. Okay. Okay, I turned 40 in July. Yes, I remember that. You know something I think about a lot? What? And it's, it's specific to this point in my life. Okay. Okay, so um, it's 2021. Yeah. I was born in 1981. It's 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I, I can kind of conceive of 40 years. The kind of the history that's happened in 40 years, the way that the world's unfolded. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that doesn't seem wild or that much time to me. Okay. Right. Yeah. But um, from 1981, if you were to go 40 years the other way, uh-huh. it, it would be 1941, which was the beginning of World War II for America. Yes. I mean, that's insane to me. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. That that 40 years that way? Yeah. It, like, here's a way to say it. We're as close to 1981 as 1981 was to 1941 when I was born. Yeah. That's but, wild. Yes. But also, we're that close to 2061. Yeah. Like, in another 40 years, it'll be 2061. Which, here's another thing. Yeah. It just seems to me like so much more history happened from 41 to 81 than from 81 to... I, I do think a lot of history happened, but I also think... We have made ourselves back into like a, we have like gotten ourselves back into a history making time as well. Uh, yeah, I did think that the 2010 to the 2020 decade probably mm-hmm. felt a lot like the 60s. Yeah. Sexual revolution, mm-hmm. racial revolution, uh-huh. um, a war that we were in forever that we didn't want to be in. Yeah. Um, a, Crazy voting, voting rights stuff. I actually think it might be that like it's 2015 to 2025 that will be that time. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like we're still in it. Yeah. No, it's didn't certainly not over. And maybe that's yeah. I'm thinking because um, who was the the fellow who was left for dead in Missouri Ferguson? Oh, I don't remember. That was 2014. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that was kind of for me that like the kickoff point. I know there sure. was lots of racial stuff that happened, obviously, before that. But for whatever well, reason, yeah. that felt to me like the beginning of Black Lives Matter. It does feel to me like um, the 1990s and the 2000s were, I don't, well, and actually the 80s, um, were sort of a response to Reaganism. Like the 80s were like full on Reaganism. Uh-huh. And then the 90s and the 2000s were like. Um, yeah, that's, I can see that. Kind of a response to like, no, it's not like that. But really just talking about like, like nobody got into like the deep nitty gritty of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the 80s it had been so much like everything's great, everything's great, everything's great. And so even to move away from that slowly was, took a while, you know? Well, and I think this year, again, watching the 
the 9-11 stuff. Uh-huh. Because it was 20 years. Yeah. I, I'd mentioned I was a little more invested in that this uh-huh. year. Um, I think that uh, it just, like, my head was in a fog for 20 years, not realizing how big of an impact yeah. that was on foreign policy and the world for 20 years. How and old were you when that happened? I know we probably talked about it. Sophomore in college. Okay, okay, okay. But it was so weird because, you know, the war on terror was never a war like Vietnam or right. where we sent, I mean, I, we did send thousands of troops, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of like the war is always going on, you know, you forget about it. We always have troops there. Yeah. Whereas it felt more like with World War One and Two, certainly, um, and then probably Korea and Vietnam, we were at least fighting a war actively. Right. Where this just kind of felt like, oh, we've been in Afghanistan for 15 years. I wonder what's going on there. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. But, um. Well, and I think it was, you know, they talk a lot about Vietnam War vets and, like, the pain of coming home to a country that, like, yeah. did not believe in the war you were you had fought. Yeah. And you had watched people die in. And I think, I do think that the, that this war, that being in Afghanistan, being in Iran and Iraq for, like, the extended periods of time that we were, uh-huh. probably felt the very, the, very similar to, like... Yeah. The people who came home to a country that, like, either was very apathetic to mm-hmm. it or or actively was like, this is really bad. Or kind of, I mean, this is your other point, same point with apathetic, but kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, just completely were like, oh, how, like, treated it as, like, a semester abroad or something right. like that, kind of. But when it's, like, the things you experienced were, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I didn't have the experience, so I wasn't there, can't say. But it's like, you know, there was a war, you know, that was being fought. And well, and I think um, to have a sense of history about something, you need to have some distance from it. So that's probably why the 40 to 80 period. Yeah. But when I think about the, the technological revolution since like the mid-90s, yeah. I mean, that is going to be one of the biggest yes. stamps on history. Like imagine... The internet. Like imagine, I imagine myself at like 7 or 8, 1995... And, um, like, if I could go back and be like, here, look, here's a phone. Like, here's an iPhone. Everyone has one. I would be, I yeah. would, my mind would be blown. Blow your mind. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I wrote that down, but that was good fodder. Yeah. Um, daylight savings, do you love it or hate it? I hate it. Wait, why are we still doing that? I don't know. It's Get rid horrible. Of that. Here's a couple things a president could run on. Um, she should, getting rid of daylight savings. Yeah, get rid of daylight savings and and take over the NCAA. You got my vote. <laughs> okay, the NCAA. Yeah, I would smash conferences to smithereens. All the sports. It would all be geographical. Oh, interesting. The Texas conference would be A and M, Texas, Baylor, SMU, TCU, Texas Tech, Houston, UTSA, UTEP. That'd be the conference. Rice, you put rice in. Yeah, there? rice is in there too. Yeah, that's the conference. Yeah. Oklahoma, it's, Oklahoma it's State. plenty of schools. Tulsa, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas State, you know. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas State. It's very generous. Arkansas Missouri. State's not in a Power 5 right now. Well, that's the thing. Is, but the, you pull up all these non-Power 5s because they constantly competing for it and they have chances. And yeah. just recruiting gets better for everyone. And here's, yeah. the, here's what, uh, sorry, I think I said all this when the SEC did this. Yeah. People need to stop playing Notre Dame. Don't schedule Notre Dame. Do not schedule Notre Dame. Why? If they're they're just sitting in this revenue pile of money because of their huge alumni base and their following and their history, uh-huh. 
But what good does it do anybody to play them? Yeah. That's Punish true. them by not being in a conference. Yeah. They are for basketball in the ACC, but they need to lock that down for football and nobody schedule them and they'll get in a conference real fast. That's true. Like just one year of that. Yeah. And they would, I mean, it would be bad. I hope people are just charging them absorbent amounts to play. To play. I hope they're just screwing them over. I hate that they're yeah. not in a conference. <laughs> I think that's, I did not know. I don't think you said that. I did not know you had such strong feelings about Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't like Notre Dame. I had Dame. a cousin that went to Notre Dame. It's a great school. She got married there. It was wow. beautiful. Is she yeah. Catholic? Yeah. I am, um, I, sure, it, I would love it. Right. I'm sure I would lo- even love the sports team if I went there. Right. I just think the non-conference football standing is some BS. Yeah. Probably so. Well, um, Taylor, I went to, my, my dad's birthday was Sunday. Uh-huh. And he likes Steak and Shake. There is a Steak and Shake inside of Baylor's thing, but I don't want to go on campus. There so, is, there used to be a Steak and Shake in my hometown. Good restaurant. Yeah, it is. So um, we do the next best thing, which is like a Freddy's is kind of Steak and Shake. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Very similar. Uh, so we go there. Down to the skinny fries. I don't, I don't go out in the evening to eat. Okay. It's not a thing I do. Ever? Uh, rarely. Okay. I couldn't believe how many people <laughs> were at restaurants at 6 o'clock on Sunday night. Yeah. 6 o'clock's not that late. No, no, no. It's not that. It was, it's like, but we don't all need to go to restaurants all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, stay home and eat. Yeah. So, whatever. Well, college students, though. I'm used to um, I'm used to lunches being mobbed, and I can handle that. But I'm like, yeah. come on. It's a random Sunday night. Like, go home and rest. This is the Sabbath. What are you doing out here? I guess people have told me the dining halls are not open on Sunday nights. Is that right? Um, I don't. Not very late. Like, they're open till like, 5 okay. or something. Maybe, maybe that's what that is. Yeah. But, like, every single place. Cane's, Panera, Chick-fil-A, Freddy's. Like, the whole, all of them. Yeah. Just mobbed. Really? Like go home. Uh, that is strange to me for dinner. Yeah. That it would be, like, a lot of people everywhere. I don't know why. On Sunday night, I think. I mostly think of being at home. Well, but we have Mikasa on Sunday night, so. That's why you're not out and about. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Um, did you know I did a Twitter or a Instagram poll last week? I do. I have some. I have some info and some questions I would like to talk about. Well, about. Um, let's just we'll start here. Great, listener. Yeah. Um, thank you for those of you who voted and everybody who voted. Uh, the final results were 66 and two-thirds percent of people thought I was more behaving in the style of Gen Xer. Yes, okay. I, and I sent you a message. Do you remember what it said? Yeah, you didn't ask the right question. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, to, let's say this. To the question I posed, yeah. 66 and two-thirds said Gen X, 33 and a third said Millennial. Okay, begin. I am unsurprised okay. by the poll results. Okay. But the question I, the thing we discuss is not whether or not you behave like a Gen Xer, but whether or not you are a Gen Xer. And those are different things. Oh, okay. Um, But then everybody's just a Wikipedia and a search away from doing the same thing we did, which is get a couple of voices on this and. Yeah. So my point is, if it's ambiguous, let's go to some other kinds of data. Why? Because something else should determine it if the facts can't. I think there are facts that could. Well, then we, then fine. We're going with my answer, which was, Alexa, how old do I have to be to be a Gen Xer? People in generations are 
Operation X currently range in age from around 41 to 56. Damn it. 41. Yeah, well, I'm still right. Okay. Okay, here's another thing. I got a response. I didn't ask this person if they wanted me to share this. Um, I got someone who screenshotted it, sent it to me, and said, I think Josh is going to be um, upset with the results because she assumed that, I wanted to be a that you wanted to be a millennial. Oh. And um, I said, actually, he is not going to be upset because he wants to be a Gen Xer. And she was like, who the hell wants that? To be a Gen Xer? Yeah. Were they a millennial? Yeah. Yeah, see? Um, so I, what connotations do people have of Gen X? Um, I feel nervous uh, because I feel like a lot of the parents at church are Gen Xers. Oh, here's the other thing I wanted to say. You know who also said I was a millennial? Who? Kathy and Connor cry. Really? They crushed my spirit a little bit. I'm surprised. I told them I wanted to be on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I thought about. Oh, the other thing I noticed because I went back and listened to last week was I just wanted to say this at one point, like right after as we were wrapping up the conversation, you were like, we should do a podcast on Gen Xers. That'd be really fun. And I was like, yeah, that would be fun. And even as I was saying it, I knew that I was lying to you because you didn't want to do one on Gen Xers. No, no, no. You're not interested in them. No. Okay. I would be like interested if we did a series on millennials, Gen Z, Gen yeah. X. Oh, that would all be great. Boomers, silent generation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a series? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I think I, I don't have, like, in terms of sociology, they're all interesting to me. I think that would be fun. And I would, it's like then, obviously, like, I feel like we'd But have you're to. like, are you particularly disinterested in Gen Xers? Or yeah. They're like, they're the worst of the bunch to you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's, I think that's kind of why I'm always like, you're not. Oh, you're you're much more interesting. Yeah. You're trying to help me out. Yeah. Okay. Not well, that not that Gen Xers are bad. Um, well, it's like anything. Individually. There's amazing people. Yeah. I mean, isn't President Obama a boomer? Uh, I don't know, actually. No, he's probably a Gen Xer. Yeah. Yeah, Gen Xer. Yeah. What do you, well, how do you like that? He's great. See? He's okay. He's. I feel like I like him less now than I did when he was president. Why? Well, this is fascinating. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Joe Biden. I think the Joe Biden administration has revealed like, well, there are plenty of things we learned during the Trump administration, especially about his immigration policies. About President Obama's? Uh-huh. And his like um, some of his like international like like the drone stuff. Right. That's not uh-huh. great. We didn't know some of that stuff when we were when he was I knew the president. about the drone stuff. We, I don't think we knew the extent. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also the immigration stuff. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, I'm going to say, I do think one thing the Trump presidency taught us was like, there is information to be known out there. Like, I think pre Donald Trump, we were all kind of like, just being like, well, the president's doing stuff. Who could know what it is? And now, obviously not everyone was living their life that way, but mm-hmm. I do think the majority of people I know spent less time talking and thinking about like what the president was doing can i ask a question not aimed at you aimed at every human okay is it possible though that you had rose-colored glasses on for president obama because you liked him president this okay so this is a hard thing president obama was the first president i ever voted for do you know what i mean so it's like Uh i certainly don't think in high school yeah. I was like looking into what the president was doing. So I do feel like because of my age, it is like yeah. hard to know you the answer to that question. You care more the older you get. Yeah. 
And you have more nuance in how you care. Right. Um, but also it's like, I don't feel like, unless it explicitly came to like war decisions, like mm-hmm. um, I I don't feel like people were paying attention even to George W. Bush as closely as they were to Donald Trump. Um, That's true. And I could be wrong. But oh, part okay. of it is Trump put himself out there in a way and had, it was accessible in a way that no president was. I think that's very true also. Um, but also I think it just sort of transformed our society in a way that like it's different now. The way we think we should, that we like, the way we feel like we need to have access to political decisions that are being made about our country, right? Because yeah. I think people are still much more engaged. And I'm just going to tell you this. There's so much stuff every president has done that you don't even know. Absolutely. Who was it? Um, I heard, I don't know where I heard this from. I think it was like Obama on Conan or something. But like when somebody came to the office, it was, it was Al Gore mm-hmm. who said, somebody asked like, what do we not know? Like 50% of what happens uh-huh. is like, you don't know 95% of what happens. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do think that's true. I do think the 5% we know about, like, people care more about now. Do you know what I mean? Okay, we got way off there with the Gen Xers. Yeah. Anyways, again. I'm really surprised. I would like to say. That you have that much disdain for Gen X. I feel like, I think I said this last week, but I feel like not, obviously not everybody. But a lot of them grew up and sort of were like, looked at their parents, looked at the world, and they were like, something's broken, I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to take the time to think about it and fix it. Gen X? They just were like, I'm going to like live my life. Do you feel like millennials are trying to fix it? Yeah, and Gen Z. Hmm. I think millennials and Gen Z have like, I mean, I think it truly is like, Gen Z is like, they are radical. (laughs) There's a TikTok thing going around right now, and it's it is like sort of millennials, who, people who are teachers or parents or whatever, and they describe what they watched uh, like Gen Z or do, and then the sound plays, and it's like it's a song, so you might know it, but it's like teenagers scare the living shit out of me because it's like they are so insane. I'm gonna have to put an explicit on this when I load it to. Because <laughs> I said that word. Well, and I said damn earlier. Oh, well, I said it in the context of that song, you know. I don't think they care in the media world. The oh. FCA or what is it called? The FDA. FDA. No, no that's, that's food, food and drug. <laughs> I F, don't know. F something. I don't know. I don't know. Film and television. It's actually probably worse that I sing it. I in just a saw song. an article that Eli Manning had three things filed against him with the whatever, whatever for something he said or did on TV. Oh yeah, they have a show now. Yeah, him and Peyton. Peyton. Uh, it's on Monday Night Football. They just commentate, right? That's interesting. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, so... Um, Anyways, yes. Here, but, okay, I'm going to just point this out. Okay. You're like, Gen Xers are crazy. They don't. They didn't deal with their problems. Sure. You're like, Gen Z's radical. They're crazy. Yeah. That's just the pattern of everybody. It's like the one below me is this, the one above me is this. Sure, maybe. It's at some point... Well, you said this already. Gen Z kind of thinks millennials are geriatric. Yes, which is insane. But they will, I think... I am hoping they grow out of that. Also, I'm hoping, because it's like, you know, boomers really hate millennials. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a long time, Gen Z was like, nobody, well, sure, because they're dumb. But I feel like for a long time, nobody would pay attention to Gen Z. Uh-huh. You know, they could kind of skate under the radar. 
boomers weren't really mad at them and they also millennials weren't either they just kind of were you know in the middle um so i mean i think that is already like that's kind of a different thing than like every generation has um characteristics you know yeah well, um, we better move on, but I love talking about this stuff for some reason. Okay. I just, I, I just, I think of so many great people who are Gen, Gen Xers. Yeah, for so sure. So many people. Well, that's what I, 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 last week I really held back. And even this week it's like, well, this is more probably real to what I think. But like, um, I, so many people at the church, like so many of our people are Gen Xers and they're like really great, mm-hmm. really great people. But that's part of. That's part of it, right? Yeah, exactly. They're real, like, ever. it's like, you know, gen- a generation is like, sort of like your Enneagram number. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just matters, like, how yeah. healthy are you? Yeah. Yep. What, you know, what have you made your priorities? Yada, yada, yada. All right, I have one more thing. Okay. I have one thing, too. Um, I guess what I watched this week. What? Finch. Finch? Yeah, it's a movie... The Apple TV made with Tom Hanks. Wait, so, I okay. It's the number one to, movie in America. It is. That's what. Well, somebody claimed that. Who knows what oh. metrics were? Right. Yeah. But I, I, I love uh, post-apocalyptic movies that ask the question about what a, the nature of being human is. And that's yeah. What that movie's about. Cool. Like it wasn't like riveting to me in terms of the story per uh-huh. se, but like the kind of cerebral invitation. Uh huh. I as the as the plot unfolded, I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So I'm, I'll give it a I'll give it a six point eight out of ten stars. Oh okay. Yeah. I mean, technically a failing grade. Yeah. Well, um, to give you some scale. <laughs> okay. Um, Tree of Life, Marley and Me, some of those are my favorite. Those are tens. Uh-huh. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Um, Top Gun, eight point eight. Okay. Um, you know they have a new one coming out. Yeah, I did know that. Oh, Chris Columbus, way off topic. Okay. Um, did an interview because they're remaking Home Alone. <gasps> they are. Yeah, they're doing another one, and then um, and he directed that. And then somebody has talked about doing a Harry Potter reboot. And he's like, we have to be more creative than just doing remakes all the time. I agree, but I would freaking love a Harry Potter reboot. What would what would be what would be the advantage? Just the our different artistic take on everything. Yeah, I think they could cast better. Cast better? Uh, I mostly think of Ginny. I think that actress is very lovely. But I think the Ginny-Harry plotline is important to the overall story. Yeah. And, and there's some stuff that wasn't told from the books they could tell. Yes. I think Peeves is necessary. I think the house elf plotline is necessary, and they don't get into it the at all. The spew thing? Yes. Really? I do. Well, that's maybe more relevant now than it's ever been. Well, and also you think about, when you think about... Um, Winky, when you think about Creature, when you think about Dobby, like these are important characters to the plot. Of I the wonder um, how that works because does Warner Brothers own outright the movie rights to that? And right. Would they have to just remake it? And then right. would they use the same imagery? Because, you know, like all of. Well, I, no, that's actually not true. I was going to say Wizarding World is modeled after the movies, but not necessarily. I think you could make it incredibly um, more diverse, right? With characters? With characters in general. And also, like, you know, uh, when they did Chris Child, Hermione was played by uh, a black woman. Yeah. 
And when asked about it, I mean, oh, here's the other thing. I don't want J.K. Rowling to get any more money off of Harry Potter. Well, she will if they remake it. I know. <laughs> Horrible. So, um, but she, she's a billionaire because you don't like her at all. Oh, and mostly it's the turf stuff. Okay. Um, so she, but she said like, well, I never said Hermione was white, you know? Yeah. These are the ways I described her. I said she had, you know, bushy hair and freckles. And that could be a lot, a lot of different types of people. Or no, there's just one point where it says her skin was very brown from the summer. It's like that could be a lot of people, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think they'll have to do it at some point, but I just don't know when. But I also hear the complaint, like we can't just do remakes all the time. Well, Chris Columbus, you know, he directed the first two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites, too. I think he's got that touch. I like the first two, and then I also like some of the other ones. Yeah. Hey, somebody's making Wheel of Time, or has made it, I think. I saw an advertisement for what? it. What? I know. I didn't even know this was happening. That's like so many book movies. I know. I kind of don't want to watch it until I watch some of it. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. I'm watching the season two of, um, well, Ted Lasso was great, but um, also... The other Apple one is the morning show. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Phenomenal. I heard you say that. Phenomenal. I haven't watched it. I should yeah. watch it. Any of them are... Uh, no, two. I haven't watched any of um morning show. You should watch it. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I think so, too. But um, the TVs we have... Well, I could just watch them on the computer, I guess. Watch them on the computer. The TVs we have, it's like you have to plug in an HDMI cord to get it to play apple plus because it doesn't like it you know yeah taylor yeah um what's your talking point uh oh well the my talking point is kind of like um what we we briefly touched on it earlier um but it was i went back like i said i went back and listened to our episode okay and um when we talk i have I like listened and it's like when we disagree about something, typically it is like we talked about earlier because I am saying um, like, and you've actually called me on this before, but it's like, what does this thing mean? Or like, this is what this word means. And you are often saying, well, I feel like it means this thing. And then Which we, is kind of opposite of who we are. I know. I Yes, I found it very interesting. Yeah. And I also wondered, like, have you noticed that? or Is that a pattern in our show? Yeah. Well, last week it happened, like, multiple times. I can't remember what all the things were. Um, I mean, I think threes are constantly making assumptions about plot lines in the story. Uh-huh. Like, okay, but what's really the real thing? Like, I know it's on paper, but, like, how is this? Like, what's the thing that's going to make it work? Kind of. I know it's a little obscure, but... Yeah. No, that's interesting. It's like more intuitive than it is emotional to me. And more intuitive than it is emotional. And I realize with the Gen X thing, it's a little different. Yes. Well, yeah. But no, that I, was if I remember correctly, um, I asked Alexa on the ages of both of those things. She piped in. I could see her blinking over there. We, and, yeah, we got two answers. But my answer was like the Gen X one was so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm like, look, there's a study that's been done by human beings. And there's like, so to me, that felt like the more objective answer. 
<laughs> I don't remember. Okay, hold on. I don't remember that. A study about human beings. I'll, I'll find it. I'll go listen to it from last week. Oh, I remember. She, where she said there was a study done by so-and-so, and it said 81, right? No, it said it was more than that because the millennial answer was 81, which we said is on the line. Well, we did get two answers, but one of them was too general for you. Like it was like they were born in the early 80s. Yes, that was the millennial one. Okay. And then the... So, but what you were doing was just saying like, I feel like it, this one is better because it says the thing that Yeah, I, no, definitely. I cited the one that gave me the answer. Answer you wanted. Yeah. To build my thesis. Yeah. But I was just I saying like, what are the dates? Like, because it's like, that is not, a. that's not... That answer from Alexa is not compelling to me because I don't know who that person is. I don't know what that study says. And what are you doing? I'm searching while you're talking. Okay. Well, but it wasn't just the Gen X thing. It was like a few different things. And what I do think you call those things um, Gen X and Millennial? And generations. Uh, generation. Identity. Is that it? <laughs> Uh, sure. Enter a year, find out your generation identity. Oh, there you go. Is it your whole For book? the top research, your generational identity is a lie, the Washington Post. It's <gasps> from 2015. Oh, it's a lie. Okay, keep going. Um, there was another thing. Well, and I, I mean, yeah. There were uh, multiple things. Ugh. Does it say millennial? Yeah, Gen Y. Born between 1980. Yeah. In 1994 slash 6. How come it's so vague on the other end? What did it say? 94 slash 6? Yeah. Hmm. They're currently before, between 25 and 40. Ugh. Josh, you guys should see Josh's face. He's legitimately, like, so upset. I'm going to get the cries to adopt me. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. Like, well, you know, that um, it felt like there were multiple things last week. That this happened with. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying That's an interesting to point. remember what they are. I what, believe you. I believe um, that you that I do that. Well, no, I it was I thought we both did that. Huh. And I do feel like Well, and this is maybe where we should is a good transition point. Um because the other place where I saw it was I think we were talking about billionaires again. Um and I think it felt relevant to me in the Aaron Rodgers conversation, which we're not going to have right now. But that was not news yet last week. No, no, no. But in okay. listening to it and, no, you know, I think you said yesterday, like, I didn't even put it on my list because I knew you were going to bring oh, it up. Yeah. So, like, in listening to the podcast and then thinking in my head about the Aaron Rodgers conversation because I knew we'd talk about it. Oh, my um, approach. Yeah, I kind of. over facts. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a feelings thing for me today. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, hey, before we do that, let's get a quiz, and we got to get a word from our sponsor. A quiz and a word from our sponsors. Okay, let me pull it up. What's my quiz today? Um, It is, I got it from a place called NFL Quizzes. <laughs> oh, I love this. I'm going to get 100. <laughs> okay, great. And then whenever I do that, I don't get 100. Um, pride cometh before the fall. Okay, this is just straight up. Can you name the NFL teams? Teams? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do this every day in my head. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, can you name the NFL teams, and it wants you to name them by... Conference? 
Yeah, like the AFCs. Yeah, I can do it all. Okay, great. All right. Give me a prompt and I'll give you the answers. So let's start with the AFC East. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Bills. <gasps> Dolphins. You just rattled that off. Yep. Patriots, Jets. Do they not have the answers in front of you? No. It wants, like, it's, it doesn't trust your ability. Oh, I can, I can guarantee you don't need to check these. Okay, the AFC North. Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens. Browns, by the way, you got all the other ones yep. right. Bengals? Yep. Steelers, Ravens. Steelers, Ravens. If you had to, do you think you could choose a favorite team in every sure. conference? Steelers, Ravens. What would they be in this conference? What would it be? Mm, Browns. Do you spell Steelers with like E E L E? I think it's E A. E A? Yeah. Like they are the Steelers? First one, it would have to be Patriots for sure. That legend of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, two outstanding U.S. citizens. Oh my! Oh my gosh! For sure. Can okay? Can America's I tell you? Team, can I tell the you? Patriots love it. Can Super, I tell you no. another thing? First one was Bill. Have you seen that? Um. Uh, wait. I'm so sorry. Taylor, it's gonna take too long for you to. Bra- Browns. I know. Just tell me. I'll just if. Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Ravens. Ravens. Oh, hey, I like the Ravens. Um. I actually like the Steelers. Do you want to type them? No, I just want you to trust me that I'm right. I do trust you that I you're right. I do this every day. NFC, <laughs> NFC East. NFC East, Giants, Cowboys, the football team, and the Eagles. Giants. No, Cow- don't put them in. I am. I'm checking. Cowboys. What's the football team? We're losing listeners. I can see the oh. numbers dropping. Yeah, that's not true. Okay. Um, also, there's a timer. Okay. Uh, so we have to do it a certain amount of time. Okay. What is the football team? Washington Redskins. Formerly. The Washington football team. Yeah. Um, okay. I wonder what it will do. I don't like any of the teams from that conference. Any of them? No. Who? Wait, I'm sorry. There's one more after the. Eagles. Eagles. Thank you. Hotel California. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. You don't like anybody from the NFC East? No, hate them all. Maybe the Giants sometimes. No, I hate them. They beat us twice in the playoffs. The NFC North. Oh my gosh. Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Best team ever. Packers. Everybody else sucks. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Lions Bears. Bears. I wish that there were some Tigers in there because that would be fun. I know. Well, there's the Detroit Tigers. There's the Detroit Lions. Oh. They need to get a basketball team called the Detroit Bears. That's all the... There's only four of the eight? That's what it said. There's only four, yeah. No, there's eight total. But I don't see the other one. That's fine. Obviously, I'm very exhaustive. Name the big four sports teams. Uh, Probably the Cowboys, Lakers, Yankees... That's the next quiz. I wonder who that would be. Cowboys, Lakers, Yankees. And do we know if those first four the first three are right? Here I can see. Cowboys. That's an interesting question. My guess, well, actually, as a franchise now, the Golden State Warriors are massive. But I'm going to say Cowboys, Lakers, Yankees. Oh, sorry. It's, it wants to know. All of the teams in like the big four sports in the United States. Oh, I could do that too. Yes, you definitely could. I believe you. Even hockey. You could name all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, just do that really fast, actually. Okay. Name them all. 
Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Uh, Boston Bruins. Okay. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Sure. Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. Phoenix or Arizona Coyotes. How do you know these Colum- things? Uh, yeah. Because I do this list in, every day. Are you in Jetpunk? What is Jetpunk? The website? No. Oh, I can do all North American sport teams. What is Jetpunk? It's like just quizzes you can take. Oh. I just take quizzes about sports all the time. Okay. Um, Vancouver Canucks, Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders, New York, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Tampa Bay Lightning, um, Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, Chicago Blackhawks, Detroit Red Wings, um, Nashville Predators. Um, just kind of going through my head on a map right now is what I'm doing. It's okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Didn't the stars used to be in Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators, Washington so Capitals, are there San Jose Sharks? Are there more Los NHL Kings? teams in Canada than like any of the other sports? Yes. Are there? Is there an MLB team in Canada? Yep, Blue Jays. Oh, Toronto. It used to be Montreal Expos, but those became the Washington Nationals. Yeah. Um, there's the Blue Jays, and there's also Toronto um, Raptors. And well, that's. Basketball, yep. right? Yep. Used to be the Memphis or the Grizzlies used to be Vancouver. Oh. They got switched to when Vince Carter played for them. They were the yeah um, Vancouver Grizzlies, and then they moved to Memphis. Um, baseball, basketball, football. There is no NFL team in Canada. Do they, so do they also have their own leagues or Who? Canada? No, not for not for the yes they do have their own leagues. But okay. they're not competitive with right. American ones, except for their hockey teams are right. Naturally, great. yeah. And they have, I think, eight or nine. That makes sense. Did you grow up playing hockey? No. Oh, okay. No. Anyways, that's the quiz. Thank you. You did I, great. I you killed it. it. Yeah, I, I'm awesome at that stuff. Thank you. Humility. Okay, word from our sponsor. Woohoo! Taylor. Yeah. Well, I'm about to make. I'm coming with the fighting words today. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm here to tell you about the best cookies in Waco. <gasps> really? Yep. They are most cookies. Oh, yeah. But it's not even close. Well, and most cookies is local. You want me to You want me to rank cookies for you in Waco? Sure. Moe's? Yeah. Number one. Right. Number two is bittersweet, but they up and they took their talents to Houston. Yeah. So maybe in the two slot now was Lula Jane's, but they're shutting down too. I know. So in the Very n- sad. number two slot now, I'm going to have to like give it to milk bottle or something yeah also a local place yeah i just i'm not sold on them yet they're gigantic actually i like tiff's better than milk bottle yeah tiff's too for me sorry um number have you had the crumble ones yeah that was there on my bottom (gasps) you don't like them at all but it is like really cheap is it yeah oh maybe i'll check it out again no 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 i'm wrong You'll yeah, I thought it was. You'll like, hate it. It was like four dollars. Yeah, no, the best deal for the best cookie in is town Mo's. At Mo's. It's not even close. Moe's sits on the throne of cookie awesomeness. They also have cookie dough you can buy. And if you want to go to Moe's, you can go there at nine fourteen Lake Air Drive, um, STE. I don't know what that means. G Sweet Sweet G. I bet that means. Oh yeah. And it's it's across from Uncle Dan's. That area right there. It's next to Glow Wax Studio with our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have them on. We should. They should be a sponsor. Yeah, definitely. So, um, anyways, Robin Pantanoyan owns the Glowax Studio. 
Um, and it, so go to Moe's, call them at 254-732. I will warn you, Moe's is open something screwy like Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. So you got to I feel like days. that's a Waco trend, though. It's not just Moe's that's doing that. Yeah. That is, you're, you're going to have the best cookies. So we're so honored. You're going to love they them. They also have a, you can look at their menu at mamamocookies.com. Yeah. And again, the edible cookie dough is like so good. It's not like you take it home and bake it. You just like eat it. You eat the cookie dough. And it's so great. So great. And we're back. And we're back. Well, what a what a wild week for me. I don't have much time, by the way. Okay. 20 minutes. I have a lunch date okay. that I can't be late for. Taylor. Okay. What happened this week? Um, uh, so here's what I know. Um, Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Yes. Right? Which was fine. Everybody gets sick. Right. This that was, wasn't the problem. Right. People get sick. It happens. Other football players have gotten COVID and yeah. followed protocol and yada, yada, yada. But the thing that then happened was that he, it came out that he had told the NFL that he got vaccinated. Well, because he had to follow the protocol for people who are unvaccinated, even though he had already told the NFL. He was vaccinated. Okay. So he told the NFL he was vaccinated, and it was discovered he was not Well, actually, the vaccinated. NFL knew he wasn't vaccinated. He told how a reporter. They, how did they? No, he was supposed to tell. No, because he appealed to the NFL and didn't get approval, so they knew. Um, but then I think he told them he got vaccinated. I don't think that that's true, because then he would have just lied about all of this and kept through it. Like, they knew... Because the Packers had to put him on. There's different protocols. Yeah. If you have, For people who are vaccinated versus people yes, who are unvaccinated. You can come back much quicker. And it, it was clear to everybody immediately that he was on the long one because he hadn't officially been vaccinated. That was, And that's what exposed him. Yeah. Was because he was on the 10-day protocol. Instead of the shorter protocol. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is my understanding that the NFL, that like maybe the team knew, but the NFL did not know that he was not vaccinated. I think this is wrong because he appealed to the league to say my alternative treatment should count as a vaccine status. And they said, no, it doesn't. OK, but then the thing that happened was that he did tell a reporter that yes. he was vaccinated. He like he sort of spread the idea yes. that he was vaccinated. Yes. Well, to- he was really only asked about it once, but he lied. Okay. He they said, "Have you been vaccinated?" And he said something about like, "I I I've have been immunity." Immunized. I've been immunized. The problem was, he said, "Yes, comma, I have been." And if he if you I mean, he's lied. That's the thing. Yeah. Either way, he's lied. If he wouldn't have said yes, if he would have just said I've been immunized, that was even different. But he didn't. He said yes. Right. Which is a lie. Right. And also, I do think there's still. Like a thing, something to be said about like implying that the answer is yes, even if right. you know what I mean. Yep. When it's not, but like he straight up said, like, yeah. It went from deceit to lie when he said yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, and that 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 is in of itself a story, and it could have just been that story right. that he lied. Absolutely. Anyone on the Pat McAfee show? Yeah. And he then, did do that. Then here's the other thing I haven't gotten to the bottom to. He said he's allergic to two things. There's something in the, something in, the, the Pfizer and the... Moderna. Which... He said he's allergic to the mRNA, which is not really like a thing you could be allergic oh, to. Oh, I don't see. I'm not a scientist there. I, but I thought, you know what? If that's true, I think most people would be sympathetic with you. Sure. 
but then it's like the Johnson and Johnson. And then that was that. Then he starts going into the Joe Rogan in, in, in what do you call that? <laughs> I don't the Ivermectin? There you go. Ivermectin. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, okay, this isn't now this isn't about you being reluctant to a vaccine. Well, but I no. also wondered if you could hear it. Uh-huh. When he said like um when he said, like, you know, he's trying to defend the choices he's made uh-huh. as, a, like, a, the alternative things or whatever. And he said, before I get canceled by the woke mob, uh-huh. I want to share. Wait, you gave him a voice there. but I did give him a voice there. Um, but I think it's appropriate for the attitude he had. Well, he certainly has not looked good all week. I'll that's for sure. And um, and then he and then he went on to talk about the choices he made. Yeah. But I wonder if that to you is like, do you hear what someone could possibly hear when somebody speaks about those things in that way? I'm not sure. I, I think I understand your question. Okay. Um, yeah, I can hear the thing. Then it's like, and what do you hear? I guess is the question I have. Um. I hear somebody trying to be preemptive because they know trouble's coming. But do you hear that? I mean, the way he's speaking about the other people. Well, who are the other people? I I mean, like, um, who, I I would have to assume the people he thinks of in his head as like um, the woke mob. And I don't quite know who that is for him. But at the very least, it's people who care about other people's safety. And like, he's like speaking pejoratively about yeah, yeah the concern. Yeah, I probably didn't internalize that in a way you had hoped. Okay, well, I didn't. uh, I don't know that I'd hoped you'd done anything in particular. Um, I can understand how it's frustrating to people. I should say that. Yeah, and also that the idea of like being canceled of like having a penalty for Mm. the action of like lying is um is un i mean it at least infers that it's unfair to like that there would be consequences for this action yeah and i i was thinking about this this morning because i'm like this is going to come up what's my response to this right yeah i think and again i i feel like and maybe i'm not is like I actually probably do agree with the bodily autonomy thing at the end of the day. Sure. I also agree that, you know what, and if you make that choice, there's going to be a a lot of consequences and you're going to have. So the local health partnership he had went away. Absolutely. That should happen. Well, and also, um, like, sure. I think there's some state farm. They haven't, but if state farm want to be like, you're you're now clunky. We can't. I'd like, yeah, it's that's too much. you got. Hey man, you made a choice. You well, but also it. like not just that, but it's like again. I guess this is where I. I guess this is where we disagree because what I had heard was that the NFL did not know that he was not vaccinated. So we just have different information there. So yeah, that that is interesting because I I think I know what you're talking about. On the one hand, I have read. He appealed his vaccine status mm-hmm. with the protocol he did undergo, uh-huh. and they rejected it. Right. I think what people, and maybe where Roger Dell is going to get in trouble, is I think that the NFL knew that, and that he was not following vaccinated 
unvaccinated status protocols, which are different than for, like he's supposed to have a mask on the sideline. And he yeah. wasn't doing that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, probably Roger Goodell and other people knew that and turned a blind eye or else have hundreds of players in question that we don't sure, know about. Right. Saying, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just, you know, he's prominent and he's a leader whether or not he wants to be. Right. Yeah. And this is what happens when you make choices like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Adam Sheffert or somebody else wrote this week. Every major organization in, in the NFL is watching to see what happens because now the subtext can't be ambiguous anymore. Right. It can't be like, what happens if you. Yeah. If we all are kind of like, wink, wink, we know this is. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. And then also it's like, I mean, I guess we did talk about him. We talked earlier about like him being a leader, which I think is certainly true, especially for people who, for whom Green, like Green Bay is like their team. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, but also in general in the country, he's like a nationally known figure mm-hmm. and people assume that someone like that will also have good moral character and yada, yada, yada. And it is like it very much like but to behave this way um, is to sort of imply like I don't care what happens to the people around me. Yeah. I mean, but you said this and I'm not trying to get off the hook. No, no. I, I hope I've been forthright. That I think what he did is wrong and he lied. Yeah. Um, at some point, we're all just making the decisions we're making. We're emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Because you and I interact pretty regularly with somebody who can't be vaccinated. Right. And we don't follow any of those protocols. Yeah, that's true. And I don't feel like that person is putting your health at risk. Well, but also I've had conversations with that person about what they feel comfortable with and yada, yada, yada. Like we have full on presented. Like everybody knows the situation. Yeah, that's true. But when there you. There's no deception. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a critical difference. Um. So, but I think my point is it's, but if it's not about health, uh like we're choosing to exist in the space of this person on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, because of their vaccination status, we could be exposed every time we're with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I think because, you know, like if, if the concern is about him exposing people's safety, uh-huh. Like, well, we're all at this point making choices to put ourselves in vulnerable positions. Yeah. And maybe, the, again, there's a problem because of intent and in that he didn't expose it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's true. I, but I also think that it's like when you're playing a sport with people, like yeah. you are occasionally, your faces are close to each other. Yeah, you are, well. you know, you're touching each other yeah. very regularly. Yeah. Um, which is not to say, I mean, that is true. I think that's true. I have said that for sure that we're all just like trying our best. But I think, I guess for me, part of, part of trying my best is being honest all the time. Yeah. About like just kind of stating the. Here's one question. And this is to maybe have the, not that we need to, but the cancel culture part of it. Sure. So like, I hope it's clear. I am for him losing every endorsement. Sure. That the, the people are comfortable. Like if someone's like, I don't care. And they want to keep him. I'm like, great. If somebody's like. You know, I'd, I would hope the healthcare one was like, we need <laughs> okay. to cut ties. But, like, I think that's a very pragmatic, absolutely appropriate um, result of his choice. Okay? Uh-huh. Um, I think if the league ends up finding him for some not following protocols and putting people, I think that's an absolutely appropriate consequence for him. Okay. At some point this week, 
um, I, I scroll Facebook stories and Apple News stories. Mm-hmm. And it could be that it's an algorithm feeding me because they see how much Packers searches I do. Sure. But I was stunned, given the news in the world, how much of my feed was about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And I'm like, this is this is a problem that this is the most important story to us this week. Yes. Again, I, it could I, be my algorithm. No, I saw a lot of information about it. I mean, it seems like we saw different information about it, but like... I, it was a lot of what was on my, what yeah. was like suggested to me. Um, and I don't quite know what that is. And it is kind of like that is problematic that that's the story I'm hearing the most about. Like from the media, you know, what is that? That like I'm not hearing about certain other things yeah. or whatever. Um, like, and so... I- you know, again, we didn't intend to get in cancel culture again. Wow. But I think for my analysis of that is, um, like, I think one other consequence that I think is very important is, so SNL did a bit on him. Okay. And I think SNL is a gatekeeper culturally, not just in terms of a, a, a sly way to tell truth. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. But also like a gatekeeper of what we think of as important, a cultural cachet and yeah. importance. Like if you get an SNL show, like you're yeah. somebody. Yeah. And so I do think it's important that somebody who makes a decision like he did also sees that like, gosh, a really important cultural influence that I think he has the personality where he would care yeah. to have proximity Well, and he's to. like hosted SNL, right? Before? You know, he said, I can't remember. I don't think he has. Okay. But he's like that kind of celebrity. Right, yeah. He. It's not crazy to think that he might no. have. Yeah. He dates uh, Shlaine Woodley. Yeah. You know, he, all these things. Yeah. He fits the bill. Um, he's dated Olivia Munn. Yeah. He's, you know, he's kind of a celebrity athlete. Yeah. And um, so all that to say, I do think that that's important, that yeah. he sees that consequence too. Mm-hmm. That like a, a place you care to have cultural importance now is probably going to keep you at arm's length. Uh-huh. I do think I get annoyed when I feel like every bit outlet in the world is covering this because then I'm like, okay, you're opportunistic and you're like using this to, you're not a cultural gatekeeper. You're trying to get clicks. It oh, makes me trust them. I more. see. Not SNL, but like other, yes, other magazines and yes. like online publications and stuff like that. Yes. Like I would expect people to do something. Sure. That's kind of what they do. Yeah. But I think the truth is those places are, I mean, like this is a cultural problem. Do you know what I mean? Like a societal problem, I suppose. Because this happens every time. I mean, like this is an important thing to you because it's, you know, your team or whatever. But it happens every time something like this happens. Yeah. And I think that's more than feeling like some, do you know what I mean? I think that's larger than just like individual people experiencing consequences for their actions. Do you know what I mean? No, I didn't follow that. Um, well, I guess it's like, so if we're also talking about cancel culture mm-hmm. and it's like people experience uh, like, so what I think of it mostly is like, like in this situation and you've admitted like this is him experiencing the consequences of the choices that he made. Yeah. And um, I do. And of course it's like every little publication from here to wherever publish something about it. But I also think that happens every time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, I'm wondering, maybe this will help me figure out me. I wonder if it's about respect. I respect SNL. Yeah. So for me, they've earned the right to be critical. Uh-huh. It's like maybe the problem is I just don't 
respect most of those things. A place nude. of those things. And I think people are hysterical and they're opportunistic. So I agree. I'm like, I don't care what you have to say about this. I don't care what you're appealing. You're yeah, appealing. I agree. I mean, I think that is a place where we are right. on the same page. And I think what I'm more interested in is like, and I do think an interesting element to this is that like, it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be, have been as many like personal consequences, not personal, but like relational consequences as there are in some other situations where somebody's really facing like publicly facing the consequences of the choices that they made yeah like i haven't seen anybody be like well well and maybe you have but i haven't seen anybody like well green bay should fire him or anything like that do you know what i mean and maybe that's because everybody understands that like i mean it definitely seems well the irony there is he tried to leave green bay too oh yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that would like play into his he's like this was on purpose i think if they got rid of him and nobody hired him yeah. But even so, like in the offseason, like, I'll just retire. I don't care. Yeah. So. But I don't think. I think it would hurt his legacy, though, if that's the way he went out. Yeah. For sure. Well, and also, I, I do think it's always in the back of my head in a situation like this in the NFL that it's like because Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, you know, at the flag and like during the mm-hmm. national anthem that he got just completely blackballed from the NFL. And that is him. That's like active like he was trying to do something he was trying to call attention to something Mm -hmm. and then this is like yeah you know there's likely going to be very few confident consequences that actually well and half the country will celebrate him doing this yes exactly um yeah i'll tell you what's kind of had my head spinning and it looks like we're just going to end up talking about aaron Rodgers instead of everything we want to talk about today yeah but um I think one thing that surprised me, so like you won't know this story because it wasn't, um, but he he has seemingly been, um, I want to pick the word, it's not liberal, it's not progressive, but he has been thoughtful about issues that matter to me, mm-hmm. case in point. A few years ago, I can't remember what the stirrup was, there was some kind of Middle Eastern, and there was a moment of silence in a game. And somebody screamed something out about Muslims that was very inappropriate. Rude. Um, and he was asked about it in the media afterwards, and he was very forthright, like, it's completely inappropriate. Mm. You know, and maybe we should be at the point where every athlete... Yeah. Um, but at this point, you know, like, Green Bay is a very blue-collar... Yeah. Like... Like, the reality is that's it, not every athlete would say. Right, and he, um, I think, had a little bit to lose by saying what he said. Um, so there was that. There was... Um, you know, he, he supported Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. vocally when that happened. Yeah. Um, he, um, you know, he endorsed Rob Bell's book. I know that they're conversation partners. Interesting. And so Rob is certainly somebody who would hold the faith the way we do and have a worldview very similar to ours. Yeah. And so I think taking all of these moments and um, just the way he approached life, and he quotes, quotes Rumi all the time. Right. And his Instagram. Yeah. A real thoughtful guy. Mm-hmm. I was just sort of blown away that I all of a sudden got Joe Rogan and Invesometrin. Yeah, um, Ivermectin. Sorry. And well, like, uh, you know, for the record, there. Um, part of the thing that was so comical about the Ivermectin is people were going to, like, the pet store and just, like, buying it in bulk. But there are, like, it, Ivermectin can be... Um, 
what is it called when the doctor tells you to take something? Prescribed. Uh, prescribed. Ivermectin can be prescribed for in, human hu- in human doses. Yeah. And that. Yeah, no, and that's not even the wild part. Like, people, like, my leftist friends, when they want to be pejorative, be like, yeah, idiots taking horse medicine. You know, it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? Yeah. But, um, well, except that those people were taking horse medicine. Like, they were taking it in horse-sized doses. Oh, wow. Okay. Which well, was why people were getting sick and ill for men. Um, so there's that. But, like, this is uh, this is really clever. I, one article I read this morning says, like, um, one bit of advice for Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, well, you know, somebody going to try and steer him out of this PR disaster. Right. Um, but I start reading it, and it's all about, like, I'm not – you know, I've never played football or I played in high school, sure. but I watch a lot and like, I'm like, okay, this is really interesting. And they just keep beating this drum about how they're not really qualified to tell him how to play football, but this is this great idea they have. And all uh-huh. of a sudden it's like, oh, it's the, I'm going to listen to a non-qualified talk show host, right? but I'm not going to listen to a doctor. A doctor. But why don't you listen to me as an unqualified? I've never played the game, but here's what you should do. Yeah. And I didn't know that. It was just clever. The article, I had to... Hang that long to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a salient critique. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I do think the reason it became a, like, I think the moment it blew up mm-hmm. was the Pat McAfee interview. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, well, what? and what's, again, what surprised me is he's so smart. Yeah. Like, if you watch the press conference he gave at the beginning of the season, um, I would have said that was a master class. Mm-hmm. On how to engage the media in an authentic, beautiful like I was as somebody who preaches sermons, I was moved. Yeah, I'm like this guy is yeah. on another level of human. Yeah, that's so I watched this McAfee interview. I'm like, how how dumb do you have to be, <laughs> like to to I mean just don't say anything. Yeah, just say it would, it would I, you be know better what? to not talk. Just say it's complicated. I've been advised not to talk about this. Yeah, I mean I, he's late. Certainly stages. don't bring up Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I just, it's like he had a PR guy until that day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I'm not even saying don't say, like he, he, I think he's friends with Joe Rogan and maybe has sure. a, but like, just don't, don't buy yourself the headache. Be right. that, be smart. Yeah. Just, why, why walk into that? May, but maybe you he's at this point where pretend. he's like, I'm frustrated with woke culture and I don't care if people know Joe Rogan's my friend and I'm just going to go out. I don't know. Maybe, you know. No. I mean, yeah, that doesn't make me feel better. It's like, like Kanye when he did. Well, I think Kanye has some mental health right. issues. But I'm saying people get to a point where they're just like, I don't care anymore. For whatever reason, unhealthy or healthy. Right. And I don't know, maybe this will be a beginning of a... A different... Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So. Well. Well, it's 11.53. Okay. Oh, you gotta go. I gotta go. So... Thanks, listeners. Uh, hang, <laughs> I'm sure hang, if this interest, this episode is going to have value to anyone, but <laughs> I think it will. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, as we say, we got to get on our bicycles and leave. <laughs>